Hire movers. Oh, we're moving to the dating portion of this. Fuck one of your movers. Welcome back. Okay, I got to hear at 10.30. It is 3.30. It is like the olden days. Bella's not here today to babysit us. She can't. I know. <laughs> we need to be managed. I feel like these are like when I used to come to your place and 12 hours later we'd start recording. I know. When she's not here, we're just, we're totally out of control. But you haven't been yelling at me to start recording. I feel chill today. Because you shit your pants today. Listen, <laughs> I think I have food poisoning. Okay, if you shit your pants... Twice in one day. <laughs> Do you have food poisoning? <laughs> oh my god! I bought my third pair of underwear. <laughs> Raina, how do you? I don't understand. You also told me not to tell anybody moments before. And I was like, you know who I'm going to tell? A million people. Everybody. <laughs> but what I could do is tell everyone. Um, yeah, whatever. You know, I thought about it too. And I think that I'll just tell people it happened. And I showered before I came over today. Use that tushy. Yeah, I just, I can't, you can't just be like dry wiping all over the place after you yeah. shower your pants. <laughs> Wait, didn't I shit my pants during quarantine? Yeah. <laughs> parents on a farm is it bad enough is it bad enough okay oh my god i'm not i'm not sharing the details of it but it happened we got i was having a lovely day i think i was laying out i can't you shit your bathing suit no i or i was about to go lay out i was just like getting some sun i was out there reading i can't i can't sometimes you think it's a fart and it's not those shorts out (laughs) i gotta go home and do laundry my dad's like, why are these shorts in the garbage can? <laughs> You're like, why are they? Don't in the- touch them. <laughs> My dad's like, why are these He's shorts holding in, the, them in, up? The, in the compost <laughs> can? Your dad's like, whose shorts are these? Whose who <laughs> shitty shorts are these? <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God, I thought it was my wife's. It's just actually. <laughs> It's like right on the heels of when I was in the bathroom shaving my pussy for an hour. My dad was like, what's she doing in there? You're like, I have a Zoom date later, Dad. I gotta shave my pussy. <laughs> Okay. Well, those were the times exactly two years years ago. ago. Honestly, two years ago, right now, was probably when I was in there for an hour shaving my pussy. Oh, I thought you meant shitting your pants. All right, we're off. We're off to a good start. Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gg. So you know if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself, 
Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. And yes, my voice is like congested. It's been, I didn't address it last week. I'm the sick one. You are. I was the sick when we started the podcast. If you guys go back and listen to the first like season of the podcast, like the first like winter season, I'm sick the whole, my voice is completely different. I literally never ever got sick until 2021. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Literally till last year. Like never got sick in 2020 once. Well, during a global pandemic. Like, I I mean, I just swear we like, we were inside. I don't know what that did to our immune system just kind of being away from people for so long. I'm not a doctor. Do not come for me on this. But it just, it was weird because once we kind of entered back into the world and I was like doing stand up and just like huffing people's germs every night, I can't stop getting sick. I mean, I have allergies. I think this is a cold. I took a COVID test. It's not that, but it is going on too long. And I think I need to find a primary care doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I told Randy, I was like, I should just go to the doctor, make sure everything's checking out. I was like, you know, people are supposed to get like yearly physicals, right? Raina was like, how do you find a doctor? (laughs) I don't know. I don't have one. I mean, I have a gyno. I have a, like, I just, I don't have a primary care physician. I'm just going to, I'm coming out as someone who doesn't have a primary care physician. I have a gynecologist. I can text. It's Mira. She's a former guest. I'm a dentist. She did my teeth. It's Dr. Bridget. You can look her up on Instagram. Plug for Dr. Bridget. My teeth look great. Um, Yeah. And I go to CityMD if something's wrong. Yeah. I also have a cardiologist. I have a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you have, yeah, you have doctors. I mean, I had, well, I went to a dermatologist I didn't love, but I'm getting a new dermatologist. Like, I don't have... I'm, I'm going to get a physical, you guys, and just make sure everything's working. If there's anything I can do to like stay healthy. So that's... Look for updates, guys, on the vitamins Ashley will Ashley's be taking. going to the doctor. <laughs> Follow my journey. Follow my health journey. But we started like a health podcast on the side. Um, well, we just got back. If you're listening from Kansas City and St. Louis, um, the shows were incredible, we're sure. Uh, yeah. And thank you guys for coming. We have some more shows coming up. We will see you guys in Pittsburgh, Detroit, Indianapolis, and Toronto. There's some tickets left for almost all of them except for Pittsburgh. Um, so grab those. And we released new merch. It's amazing. The we have sets. Great. We have great graphics. We have a dick as a full-time job mug. It's really cute. And you guys are loving it. So that's girlsgettypodcast.shop and um, keep taking pictures of yourself in the merch. Hi, Azul. Hi, Azul. Here he comes. Um, yeah, I actually just got back from Denver. So jealous. So <laughs> I went to Denver to... <laughs> with the Lord. With the, with the board Lord, Jared Freed, to feature for him, open his shows at Comedy Works, which is truly one of the best comedy clubs in the world. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. So it was so fun. And I mean, I don't know someone other than maybe Hannah, but I still feel like it's Jared. I would still put Jared at the top of the list of like the most crossover audience mm-hmm. that we have. Absolutely. So did these four shows, all the shows were sold out. He had six, I did four. And it was so much of our audience and so many fans. And like, I popped up to the meet and greet after the last show. And it was just like, it's all the same people. So it was so fun and they were so excited I was there and I was so excited to be there and it was just like really great experience. So if I met you guys, it was great to see you. 
Oh, I'm so jealous that you hung out with the Lord and Jenny, Jenny Jones. I have, yeah, a, Jenny Jones. I have a surprise Jenny Jones drop in today for you. Just a little quote from Jenny Jones for oh our God. topic today. Oh, um, oh and yeah, yeah. she's, yeah, the topic today is very Jenny. Very Jenny. So I, I have like a, I have some opinions from Jenny today on the, the topic. But um, you were making me laugh while I was making me laugh so hard because there's a comedy condo above the, <laughs> above the club that we stayed at the last time we were there. It's like yeah. this loft and you kept sending me photos of it. And <laughs> I was dating this skinny guy in Denver last time we were there. I have had so much period sex around that condo and everything you sent me. I was like, I had sex there in the bed you were sleeping in. I mean, this is years ago. They've cleaned it since then. Yeah. I mean, everybody fucks in there. It's comedians. And yes. It was the only place you and I both fucked. We both fucked in there separate <laughs> nights. <laughs> Like separate bedrooms, I, separate bedrooms. Yeah. I fucked his friend and like, it was just so wild. You sent me a photo of the bed and I was like, I fucked there so much. And then you were like, I'm sitting on this couch. I was like, I fucked on this couch. And then you were like, I'm in the green room watching stepbrothers. And I'm like, I got fingered in there. Like, oh my God, everywhere you went. But I'm sure a lot of people got fingered everywhere you went. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was so funny because <laughs> when we stayed there, I was, I stayed in the, the master, the master suite. suite and you stayed in like the small bedroom. So obviously Jared was in there, the Lord's suite. And I was in the, and I was in your bedroom. And then the funniest thing, I leave Sunday morning really early to fly back because I want to get back for Azul's gotcha day. Mm -hmm. But Hannah was there that night, Sunday night. So Jared was there on the weekend. Hannah got in on Sunday. And I mean, if we weren't so crazy right now and it wasn't Azul's special day, I would have probably stayed, you know, to either jump on her show or just hang with her. Mm -hmm. And I was in the car going to the airport, like, you know, eight o'clock, eight thirty in the morning. And Hannah texts me. She's like, "Are you still in Denver?" And I was like, "No, I'm so sad to miss you." She's like, "I can't get into the condo because I know." <laughs> and no. first of all, I didn't know she was getting there that early because she came from Austin. Uh -huh. And so I was like, "Oh my god, I I just left my key on the table. I didn't. I should have brought it down to the front desk. I wasn't even thinking. I thought they were going to come in and clean it. And you know, yada yada." So she's like, "Ashley, I'm about to break. I have not slept. I woke up at three. <laughs> like, if I don't lay down, I'm going to lose my shit." And I was like, "Oh my god. Well, I'm sure they have a master key. I'm like, do you want me to call?" Jared, he's sleeping. So <laughs> she finally, Jared was in the condo. Jared was in the condo. And I was like, I, I think he's sleeping. Like it was early. Jared's and home and you're at the airport. You're like, I'll take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh, she's going to go into my bedroom. And A, it was fine. Like I, I'm a clean person, but I was like, I didn't have sex in there just so you know. And then I was like, and don't judge me by the trash can because it's filled to the brim with the entire tissue box, you know. <laughs> and then she texts me like 10 minutes later. She's like, I'm in. I'm in your bed. Like, nobody had cleaned it she just was like passed out in the bed it's just so funny like it's just I love this community and it was just so funny that Hannah was like I'm in your bed <laughs> the yellow bed with 75 different colored pillows and we've all slept there now we've all slept that there so yes, funny you me and Hannah <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. I have to tell you something that happened okay. and I want to ask your opinion on this. I'm so excited. So I got on hinge in Denver and like, honestly, it just, it, it really is menver. I feel like all the guys are like hot and tall. And even when you walk around, you see that, but especially in the day naps, I like match with all these guys. One guy, I didn't tell him that I was in town for the weekend. So I think he wasn't acting with a lot of urgency and like, I wanted to get together with him and it just didn't work out. Whatever. Um, hot mic. Hot mic is hot. <laughs> I want to run my fingers through his hair. Yeah. And, but then these guys came to the show, the, the, the late show on Saturday night. So the very last show and they were right in the front, single dudes. And I would like, fuck, I was fucking with them the whole time. They were like kind of being loud. So I was like putting them in their place and I was like just doing so much crowd work with them. And then we all ended up at the bar afterwards. And the one guy that was kind of like that I thought was cute and I was talking to the whole time during my set, his friend, I don't know. Okay. So his friend, I'm just gonna be honest, not your type. 
my type specifically, and you know what I mean by that. Looks like a guy that I used to date. Longer hair, like looks like a '90s movie star. Okay, you know, like that vibe. Okay, like you should be on like Ten Things I Hate About You. Got it. Okay. You know, that's uh-huh. the vibe. And I start chatting with him, and in my head, I'm like, "This is just Ashley. Don't do that." Like I'm like, "This guy's got to be 27. He's." looks like he's in a cover band, but maybe he lives at home and like plays video games on Twitch. <laughs> like, I'm like, this guy looks like he's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, <laughs> he's like, going nowhere, including inside of me. Like I was just like, but he's, I have this weird type. Like, I had this weird thing for this certain t- look sometimes. And so I'm just kind of flirting with them. And I was like, who do people say you look like? I'm like, what nineties heartthrob? You know what okay. I mean? Like, that's the energy I'm getting. Like he looked like Devin Sawa. I mean, that's the energy, but like kind of grungy. Like uh-huh. I'm like, was he on my so-called life? Like, is this Jordan <laughs> Catalano? Like that's the vibe. Right. Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking like this fucking loser. Right. And then I ask him what he does. And he says, I'm a pediatrician. What? I was like, no, you're not. No. He is. He's a, he's he's a baby a doctor. Literal he's kid 27. doctor. He's not 27. I had misjudged him on every way. Like, I have never misjudged someone that hard. Wow. Like, for me to be like, this guy probably lives at home. He probably lives in his parents' basement. And he's like, I'm a, I'm a doctor. Do you think it was true? Did you ask follow questions? Are you? Yes, Raina. I made him bring out his ID. My friend Brian is standing there as I interrogate him. Well, we were, it's funny because we were talking about this last night. I met a guy at a bar last night who also told me that him and his brother were both doctors. And I was like, you prove it. I fully, I interrogated him. I was like, I don't believe you. You don't look like a doctor. I would do the same thing. And like the ha- long hair, like it was just, so, yes, like we went back and forth. And also like, I'm, you know, he was like enjoying the roast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just couldn't believe it to misjudge someone that hard. He's literally a pediatrician. I mean, he's in his residency, but he's like 33, 32, or he's about to finish it. And he is somewhere where I'm going without you in the coming weeks. And we like exchange numbers and I'm, I'm where, where he is doing his residency. I'm going there. So you hooked a new doctor boyfriend? No, it's not like that. I, it's just, it was just, You're just funny. Make him do a I'm telling the you. story. Like there's, it's nothing like we ended up, nothing happened. Like we flirted mm-hmm. and like, that was that. And like, I went home, I was like, really did not feel well. I just thought it was funny to like misjudge someone that hard. Cause I'm usually pretty good at judging stuff. Like even when I'm doing crowd work, I can pick stuff out about people. I'm usually right. I was so wrong. I was like, you're in, you're in a band, right? He's like, I'm a doctor. Uh, <laughs> like, I had the same so- thing happen last night. This guy had a man bun and he looked like a little Gracie. And he told me he was a cardiologist. And I was like, no, you're not. Name some blood pressure meds. And I made him name <laughs> blood pressure meds for me until he named the one that I'm on. That is the funniest <laughs> shit. I will not get over it. Name blood pressure meds. <laughs> yep, you got it. That's mine. Uh, I mean, he, it was two hot guys and they're like, we're brothers and we're doctors. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I know. You look like you're going to go to like a club in Europe. You look like you wear too much cologne. You look like you smell <laughs> like too much cologne. <laughs> we'll see you in Mykonos, bitch. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to, he said him lot of pain. I was like, I'm on that. He was like, no, you're not. I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, that's like really for people that are fucked up. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucked up. You should, she were like, I shit my pants <laughs> twice. That wasn't from the high blood pressure. That's from the food poisoning. Oh my God. No, but I know exactly what you're saying. It's just like, you hear something and you're like, what is on your body does not match the story you just told me. Well, when I met my college boyfriend, I mean, we met at the very end of college and then we would date for years after like off and on. I've talked about this guy before the night I met him. I don't remember this. I was blacked out. He recounted it to me. I couldn't believe that he went to Clemson because I never met him. Like Mm -hmm. there's 15,000 people there. Like I was like, you don't go here. Like 
also I'd been duped by a guy that thought, said he went there and he didn't. And he was like a drug dealer, like prior in prior years. But what? he was like, who's lying about going to Clemson? At least lying about going to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, Clemson was so insular. He was always in the campus. So he was like, I go here and he was just a drug dealer for people that went there. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just, I harassed him. I was like, you don't go here. Like, which is so annoying. It's, it's obnoxious. Like, and I made him like, show me his college ID. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I, in my stupid drunk mind, I was like, I don't believe that you go here because we haven't met in four years. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like a huge school, but still, I don't know. It's fun to like nag people a little bit, a little bit in a nice way. What if someone was like, I don't believe you're a comedian. I'm like, why? Because I'm too pretty. <laughs> like, obviously I'm a model. <laughs> Better than okay. Tell me a joke. No, no, I never. never. Talk to you after that. Okay, perform I'm surgery glad. on me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend I'm a kid and do a surgery. <laughs> this guy that he was like my brother is a liver transplant surgeon. I was like transplant not. my liver then. Yeah, tell me exactly Prove where it. you cut me open. Do it. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. said Prove it. Um, well, I'm glad you brought up Hinge because um, I had something oh, to tell you. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, do I know what you're gonna say? Oh, thanks. So. Okay, okay. What do you think I'm gonna say? That guy? Did you find that guy for me? Yes. So what? <laughs> That's not what I was gonna say, but I'll tell you about him too. So I um listen, you guys. I got back in these streets. I'm on an inch again. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. If you're new to the show, Raina says that she's getting back out there. <laughs> Every six months or so, she's never been out there. <laughs> The back is the word that's inaccurate. <laughs> well, I ma- so I didn't have a Hinge profile. I deleted it when Kane and I were together. So okay. I like fully, like I didn't just like stop using it. I deleted it. So I had to start from scratch all over again. I picked six great photos. I'm doing great. It's just like full body shots. You can see my body, see my face clearly, no sunglasses. I'm not drinking the in the photos. Huh? You use photos from The Bachelorette? Yeah, absolutely. All of them? Yeah, I picked some really <laughs> good stuff. I used the other professional photos that Jordan took of me, whatever, I'll show you later. Okay. But uh, like I'm the only person to the photos. It's clear photos of me. It's stuff that like people can interact with always. Like I'm, I'm killing it. I'm doing yeah. great. So I've been dating like a lot lately. There's just been like a lot of guys in the mix and I've been enjoying it, but yeah. I feel like none of them were right for me for, you know, different reasons, their mm-hmm. age, where they live. But I have been enjoying dating a lot more and I feel like I've found like a good balance between work. Um, all we do is work. We work yeah. constantly. Um, so I wanted to try to meet some guys and the first guy I swiped on, it's just like, he's Ashley's perfect man. Well, for one very specific thing, like, yes, looks wise, he looks great. He's age appropriate. I don't know if it said he didn't, I don't know if it, what he said, if he didn't want kids, because that's important to me. You know, it's my remember. whole personality. You would, some would say. Yeah. Ew. Uh, ew. I'm just so judgy. I hate mothers, including my own. And kids. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he said his like retirement dream is to like have a farm of rescue dogs. Did he even say older dogs? Yes. He said older dogs. Oh, the scene, the, what is it? Lisa named it. The. See, or Dewey Hesseltine Senior Dog Rescue with the Azul Spa <laughs> is my retirement I plan. I love it. You and this guy <laughs> can do it together. It's just, I love on dating apps things that are like very, very specific because I haven't been on a dating app in so long. And it's just, I was shocked by the amount of people that are still writing like, I love like friendship <laughs> and I, I love like, I just, I love travel. I love someone yeah. I can connect with. Like there's no specifics. Like you read these profiles and you're like, everybody's the same. And I read that and I was like, that is so specific. He wants to like, grow old on a farm with elder dogs that he rescues. Which is such a specific dream for two people to even share. Yes. So he mashed with me and he slid it. So I, <gasps> I liked him. I feel upset. What is going to happen? I'm, I, this is so upsetting. Listen, 
Um, so he's, I liked him so that I could say something about you and introduce you guys. And he slid in and I saw a message from him and I was like, I'll just get to it later. Cause I was like at the dog park with some of our friends and he unmatched me and the message unsent. All right. Well, that's weird. It's weird, he's right? He's not for us then. He's not for us. After like two hours. I mean, I've only no, been in these streets. that's fucking weird to do that. People are busy. Some people don't have push notifications on their dating apps. I don't. Did you, did he write a message to you? Yeah. He just like wrote something cute about like one of my photos and I don't remember what he wrote. Like it was the photo of me. I posted the photo of me in the bathtub with all those balloons on New Year's yeah. Eve. And he wrote something funny, like looks like it was like a great New Year's Eve or something. Then he unsent it and like unmatched me. Okay. I mean, then forget it. He's out. You know, we try not to be like, that's a terrible thing to do, you know, because everybody's a different story, but it is fucking weird because it's odd. It's, it doesn't make any sense. People are busy. Like a lot of people aren't on their dating apps all day. And you're a stranger. I don't owe you anything. I can get back to you in 10 days if I feel like it's very odd behavior. I think it's gross. I think you do. It's gross. Well, I, it's It's just weird to me. What's the mentality here? Also, what'd your girlfriend find your dating app? You know, like what, what is any reason why someone would do that? I mean, I guess there's a world in which, you know, you deleted the app altogether, which also delete, if you delete your apps, fine. People do it all the time. But other than that, if he's still on the app, he just unmatched you because you didn't respond quick enough. It's fucking weird. It's weird. I don't like, I don't like the behavior, especially I thought he was like such an angel and I was so excited. To he's a fraud. To you. He's a fraud. He probably made it up just to catfish me. Oh my God. I'm sorry. He probably like fights dogs for a living. <laughs> he's like Michael Vick. He's Michael Vick. He's, he's, <laughs> Oh well, you know, I'm in, these, hack. I'm in these streets now. Um, All right. Well, that didn't work out. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I love the idea of like, if you see somebody on an app, that's like so perfect for a friend of yours, like liking them. Cause I had this whole thing planned. I was going to be like, hear me out. That should be an option that you just send it to your friend. I know. Cause it's like, how else do you find the person otherwise? Anyways, if he's still out there and not being a dick, if you made a mistake, sir, on sending that slide in. Well, I had never talked about this, but I'll say it now since we're on the topic. I matched with this guy in a city that will remain nameless on Hinge right before a show, right before a live show. Okay. I mean, you know the story, but I'm telling the listeners. And he was super hot and we had this, we had these bomb hotel rooms that just, I mean, some of these hotel rooms, like we walk in, we're like, I'm definitely trying to fuck tonight. They just make you horny. So horny. Like we were messaging and the messaging got really kind of funny. We were talking about like... What were we talking about? Um, oh, you know what it was? I said, I'm here for a show. Oh, that's he, what it was. I'm then he was like, wait, I just looked you up. You are the show. And then I was like, ha ha, yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he went kind of hard, which was, I didn't love it, but he went to my Instagram and then he was watching my stand-up clips. Uh-huh. And that's when he was like, did you find someone to spit in your mouth yet? Which is funny. It was funny. He was starting to get a little fangirly on me. But I was still entertaining it. And bottom line, I mean, we went out out on stage and I read the messages at the show. I didn't say who he was. I didn't say his name. I didn't out him in any way. Of course. Literally, like, I'm not like I put his photo up, didn't nothing. And I just read the messages because they were so funny and our audience loved it. And he lived there in their city and I got off stage and he had unmatched me. Yeah. And we, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. My hypothesis is that like some girl in the audience like knew who that was because he had already like told that girl I'm talking to this girl or we had thought that maybe one of his friends posted a story from the show and was like I'm a girl's gotta eat and he was like oh I'm randomly talking to that girl and then she was like oh she read your messages on stage. <laughs> <laughs> which like if, if I anyone him, knows let us know if I was him I'd unmatch you too because I would just be like I don't know what's going on here but like I mean if you guys know me and Ashley like we have never put anybody on blast yeah. publicly on purpose ever no it would never no I, one, we could yeah. like it stung for a minute because I was like wait a minute did I somehow out this person right. and like I did it. Mm. So he never spit in my mouth, but he was so hot. 
like I was, I really like this energy where you're like matching with guys and you're like, I'm going to this show tonight. You just let them figure it out that you are the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what I did with the guy in, in Denver. I was like, I have, I'm getting ready for a show. Like he can, he can, I'm not like I am the show. Also, I wasn't the show the opening for the show. Anyway. Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep Starts Now. Okay, Selling Sunset, I am... I'm so excited to talk about it. Season five came out a couple days ago. So uh, both of our like criticism of season four was that there could have been so many great storylines and they like really focused on Christine the entire season. And like, I wanted to see so much more of like Mary and Romaine's marriage and Amanda and her kids and like Chrishell. And I think that they still rely on Christine too much and I'm fucking done with this person. But like, at least we got to see some other storylines, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, you guys know how we feel about Christine and I just hate to give her airtime, but she's just one of the most toxic people I've ever seen. I don't know if she's really acting or what it is but yeah it's just like I would totally watch the show without her I whatever um and then you know they brought in this person to be her friend Chelsea and mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I haven't finished it I have one more episode but I mean yeah I, I'm not a, f- a fan because she's like Christine's ally mm-hmm. but it's whatever like she also seems like she could go either way again it's just like so weird to talk about the show because it I think it's one of the least re- real reality shows. Yeah. Like Chelsea could be really playing a part too. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that this show has tons of fake storylines, like everything, like the Hills did. It's the same creator. Yeah. Um, you and I stay in a hotel right by the Oppenheim group office in West <laughs> Hollywood all the time. And um, I have walked by that office like 25 times. And I mean, this is like no secret anymore. Like you look in the, you look in, no one's ever there. Yeah. And then uh, the other day I was taking a walk by there and a tour bus pulled up right in front and Mary walked out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like schedule it so that she's like, there, I guess. Um, but I really enjoyed watching her become a manager. And this season, what, what I've like loved so much is just watching Chriselle's like journey, um, yes. deciding whether to like stay with Jason or not. Cause she like, they're so in love and I've really enjoyed like watching their love story, but she wants to have a child so, so badly. And I just, I respect anybody that like makes a decision like that. They broke up ultimately, which you guys know, it's not a spoiler. Um, right. Well, I have a, so I think I still have one more episode to watch 
Yeah, of course, there's spoilers ahead. So I only saw the conversation they had. I thought he was like going to come around on it. Well, don't tell me. I won't tell you, but it's it's a really moving episode, the last one, because you see like Amanda and Mary like talk to Jason through his like thought process of like why he's not sure he could be a good father and like uh-huh. what it's going to be like to lose her. And then you see her talking to Emma about like breaking up with him ultimately. It's it's like gut-wrenching to watch. I mean, yeah, just even their conversation prior to the breakup that I've seen. I mean, I'm glad they're having these conversations, even though it's really difficult and can be really heartbreaking. And I mean, I, and we have said this multiple times in the show and other shows that we've been on that we really feel for any women who want to have children and they're struggling for whatever reason, whether it's not having a partner, fertility, or being with a partner who doesn't want the same things. And you can feel so strongly that Chriselle wants children and she obviously thought she would have them with her previous husband. We all know what happened there. And I just wanted to work out for her. Like I, I, I wish her and Jason were on the same page. I mean, I obviously respect his decision. I can relate, but I think they would make great parents you know, not to, I mean, I'm just projecting on this, on these people. I don't know, but regardless of what happens, I just hope she is able to be a mother. I mean, Chriselle, I just, I I love her so much. Okay. The best line that I've seen, and I don't know if, if, listen, I think Chriselle is spicier than people give her credit for. And they've kind of shown that more this season, but the Best thing I saw, I rewound it and like watched it again, was when they were talking and Christine was like, the only reason Chriselle gets listings because she's fucking Jason or whatever. And what'd she say? She goes, Christine could have a threesome with Douglas Element. What is it? Douglas? <laughs> what, are the, what are the... I forget. I didn't know who she was talking about. It was, oh, you've seen the signs though. I know who Douglas Element is, but she, no, she said more. another person. And uh, some other huge famous realtor and yeah. still not get a listing. I lost my shit. That <laughs> clapback is so epic. <laughs> It really is. I did not give her the credit she deserved. They, but they were so creative. Sh- it's so good. Like that show doesn't usually go that hard with that that level of like creativity on a clapback. I was like living for it. And Mary was like, oh shit. Again, how, we don't know how much of it's fake. Um, but I have this burning question for you. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna be able to answer it because I'm not even sure if I can answer it myself. Okay. Who would you want to be your realtor? Oh, okay. So I want somebody who's like a combo of like, I feel like she can like get it done, but I want to like hang out with her. It's see, hard. See, I don't know if I need to hang out with them. I, I want to feel like I like them. That's what I mean. Like I enjoy them. Yeah. When I'm around them. Okay. So we answered this before who we want to sleep with. <laughs> I think I picked Rochelle. Oh, and I said Amanda. Um, I think it would be a, co- okay. I could narrow it down. Heather. I'm liking her more and more. She really puts Christine in her place and she does it with like a calmness uh-huh. and I'm yeah, really yeah, yeah, impressed yeah, yeah. by it. Her, probably her or Mary. I love Chriselle so much. I just, I think Mary's like the boss. She's just been doing it the longest. Yeah, I, th- I think, so I'm the exact same way. I want to feel like you are a boss. You have the inside track, but you have my best interest. Mm-hmm. So when I was debating this myself, I was like, Chelsea is giving boss energy. Like Chelsea is giving huge dick energy. (laughs) But then I wonder if she wants the deal so much that she would suck more out of her client. Like when she got that client to pay all cash again, it might be fake. Like my only thing would be like, she's so cutthroat that she's going to like turn people off almost not act in the best interest of her client. Uh-huh. So it's like you want that balance of both. And I I mean, I also think Emma is like so fucking smart and awesome. And she 
doesn't come from money. She's like this entrepreneur, mm-hmm. angel investor person, but she can give off, she can come off a little of that like ditzy energy. I do. She does seem like such a bad bitch though. I don't say that about anybody because I think it's like such I, a She is. I, I mean, just, I like her. And I love that guy she's dating. I've been so deep <laughs> in the DM trying to find out if they're like dating oh, still. Um, I think he is so hot. Micah, ooh, yeah. from Texas. Uh, yeah, he's hot. I mean, I just... I feel like I'm going to go marry too. She's just been doing it the longest. I think she that gives real like, energy. Yeah. <laughs> she seems fun, but she seems like she would be like really tough. Like there's somebody who works for us. She reminds me of her. Cause like there's somebody who works for us. Um, and she's like really nice. Like she gets what she she's needs. Cu- she's tough, but kind. Yes. She's tough, but kind. Like you don't really like, like she'll talk a bunch of shit, but then she's like, she's kind when she delivers the message, but she's cutthroat. Yeah. I mean, I have a realtor. We love him. We love looking at him <laughs> and his brother. His family is very good looking. But we, we spent all Christmas morning. We, we deep dove on the family. Um, we and I actually I love him socially. Like one night we were hanging out like right before Christmas, like at the bar. It was so funny. So I do I do enjoy him socially, and I just I really really like him so much. And I know he has like my best interest at heart. But when last time I saw a house, the last one I didn't get when he was like leaned up against. Like when we walked up, you, you were love like, the way he leans. No, no, you were like. Damn, look at him. I was like, I don't, what's that show? I was like, I don't watch Yellowstone, but I feel like it's giving Yellowstone. Yes, yes. He looks like he should be on Yellowstone. That's exactly it. You don't even watch it. He's giving me that. Who is that? Kevin Costner? Who's the guy? Yellowstone? I watched it. What's, oh, what's I don't the, know. Is Kevin Costner in it? Who's the lead? It's, I think it's Kevin Costner. I don't, oh, I don't, guys, know. don't quote me on that. I've seen I know people talk about that like cowboy guy, Rip or something. Rip is fucking hot. Rip's married to Kevin Costner's daughter. Okay, okay. Oh, Kevin Costner's like the patriarch. If it's Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> also known from The Bodyguard. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it's the first Raider I watched movie it recently. I ever saw. <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, I just, I really love this. I, I, I could li- literally live without Christine. I, just, I don't even watch The Real Housewives anymore. I just, I'm not like enjoying content that is just like built to rip people down. I don't need Christine. I don't like care yeah. about her. I think the fashion is phenomenal from all these women. I'm obsessed. It, it is next level. I sent you, I took a picture of Chelsea and I was like, what if that was your realtor? Like, what if your realtor showed up? So she does really short, which I love. Her legs are amazing. Every time she comes on screen, I see those legs walking. I'm like, what's she going to be wearing? Who dresses these she people? She wears like this thick cape. That, did you see the all sequin? red outfit? Yeah. you see like the Balmain like shoes into the pants? It's so Unreal. wild. Like, I mean, yes, her and Christine, I'm like, I want to see the clothes. Like Christine did the, the juicy tube top with the pants. I'm like, oh I love that. God. Everything she wears is amazing. Which we just got juicy tracksuits and now I want the tube top. <laughs> <laughs> juicy on the butt. You know, my mom let me wear that. I was like 12. <laughs> um, but this season, like I think you guys will really enjoy it with Chriselle. It's just her whole like fertility journey. And I think that she's been so like generous with her life um, and it's really moving. Yeah. And I cried throughout the whole last episode. Jenny had the best comparison. This is like a deep cut for the millennials. But uh, Jenny said, Christine is when Ursula from Little Mermaid, the sea witch, like transformed into like that woman to try to get Prince Eric. Her name was Vanessa. Remember when <laughs> Ursula like... I forgot about this. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, <laughs> it was Vanessa. Jenny remembered that. I looked up Vanessa. But Ursula like t- transformed into that brunette uh-huh. to try to steal Prince Eric. <laughs> and Such is that not the best guy. comparison? Like she's like a witch in disguise. Yes. Oh my she's God. She's Ursula the Sea Witch in disguise. <laughs> Um, and I'm not watching, I don't think, anything else. I'm going to watch The Rescue later on Netflix. It's a documentary. I'm always on my documentary bullshit. 
Oh, we and last week we had we had wrecked Abercrombie. We both watched it. I mean, it was pretty dark. It took a turn. It mm-hmm. was started out very nostalgic, and then it, I mean, we I just want to validate that like there was a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to see it, the beginning was so nostalgic because I would like hang the bags on my wall like they were fucking posters. Like it was pretty crazy. Like the line that stuck out to me the most was this company marketed clothes with models with wearing no clothes. I know it was crazy. Well, when you, you remember, really think about it, do you remember getting the? The quarterly catalog. Yes. It was like the best. It was like our porn. I loved it. And I didn't even realize, like, it was funny when they were like, you know, all these guys were gay, right? Like, it was like gay porn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we, so we had one in, like, in Dover. He went to uh, a model. One of that, he was on the bag, Raina. He was on the holiday bag. This guy that like from, from basically my hometown, but went to like a different high school. He was like their holiday model. He really was like one of the top models at the time. He was everywhere and it was such a huge deal. And he came to my Halloween party with two other guys. One was dating my friend and like I started hooking up with this guy from a different high school. I was very like, my boyfriend goes to a different high school. And like that was the first person that ever fingered me. But like he came with the model. Like I was like, I cannot believe- he didn't hook up with anybody because he's gay. No, he's not. He's not, he's not. He's not. He was hooking um, up with the photographer. He's still around. He like goes out and Dewey, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> still alive. He yes, like I couldn't believe he was at my party with these other two hot guys. What would I have done in high school if that happened to me? That's fucking crazy. Like a crazy celebrity comes to your house. It's like if Jonathan well, Taylor Thomas came. And you, you know that party, like still people still talk about it. it. went down in history. Like I had on my parents' farm. It was straight out Days Confused. Oh, was that party? Keg stands in the woods. People smoking weed for the first time. People losing their virginity <laughs> in the back of trucks. People just like ending, no fights. Like it was crazy. And my dad came out the next day and he was like, I saw every single type of liquor bottle I'd ever seen in my entire life. And then he took the keg shells and he went and got the deposit back. Boss move. <laughs> <laughs> parents are the best that party sounds so fun that would have been like my dream it was party. the most epic party of all time i end up getting grounded the next week because i lied about something but it's fine you didn't get grounded for that you got grounded the for party they were i was allowed to have the party your parents are so cool like they didn't know to that extent till they found the remains and I, <laughs> I mean i also lived in a small town like it was yeah. a different time like parents knew that we were out drinking just like to live in a time though where your parents just never knew where you were what a gift I, those memes i love that they're like kids today will never know what it's like to leave the house and your parents cannot get a hold of you till you get home. I know. I love those memes. If, I mean, that was not, no tracking devices on the cars. You couldn't ever get a hold of me without calling someone's house. And guess what? I took the phone off the hook. So <laughs> you are going to be getting through. Do you ever like go to somebody's house, like a guy's house, and you knew your mom was going to call, but you just took the phone off the hook? I didn't really go to a lot of guys' houses. <laughs> I did. Landlines? All you do is take yeah, the landline, take it off the hook. It beeps for a minute and then it stops. Yeah, great. Yep, you just got to get through that beeping. Is there even, every once in a while, like some glitch happens where you make a phone call and you hear a busy signal and you're like, whoa, it like flashes back to the 90s. Yeah, it happened to me last night for a second. It's because I like called back right away. And yeah, you're like, this never, ever You're like, happens. what is this? The ni- Like the 90s, like we didn't have call waiting. We were like, oh, I guess we're not rich. Oh my God, when I would want to get calls from boys in the middle of the night, I swear to God, we'll get into the topic in a second. I would call, okay, I'd be like, okay, call me in like five minutes. I would, I would call the weather channel. Remember you used to call? Wait, you would be on the, or call a radio station? Yes, I would call the weather channel. Do you remember you would do like dial for the weather? So it wouldn't ring. Yes. And so they, they would buzz in, stop it. I would call the weather channel and they would buzz in and I'd switch over and that's how I would get calls from boys at like 12 o'clock at night. Wait, I am dead that you called the weather channel. I would have absolutely called Power 99. A radio station? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real ones from Philly now. I game the system. Um, Q102, I'd be calling. I'd like, I'd like to request a song. <laughs> what kind of phone did you have? Well, I we didn't have, like, we had... Like in your room. A, 
so my, it took me so many years to get what my own line. I have my own line. Oh, you were the elite. Yeah. Not till it took so long. I begged and begged and begged. And um, it took years of like begging and petitioning for it. And I finally got my own line. Maybe I was like a sophomore or junior, but we had a couple cordlesses and then we had a landline with a cord in the kitchen. And yeah. I remember this boy that like took me on my very first date. We went to see Varsity Blues. Like um, <laughs> he took me in his car. He was older than me. I was like, I was younger. He was a senior. And he came over and we were staying in the kitchen and he was meeting my parents for the first time. And I went to put my jacket on. We were heading out to go to the movies and I knocked the phone off the receiver and it like fell to the floor. And I was like mortified. I was like, I'm a mess. And they were always so high. And so, and they just crashed to the floor. Like he's like meeting my dad for the first time and I'm knocking the phone <laughs> off the hook. I was like, I don't such a nerd. You guys will never know what it's like. You'll never okay? understand. You'll never get what it. It's like to awkwardly knock a phone off the receiver. <laughs> Do people even have phones anymore? They don't. There's no way. You know what's crazy is my parents still have a fucking landline and they've never answered it once. My mom like, has one too. It she rings. It. It's so obnoxious. It's so loud. And they then they just go, ugh. And I'm like, cancel the phone line. I'm always like, mom, do you want me to get that? And she's like, no, it's just telemarketing. They don't, <laughs> they don't why do you have, have this? Why? Why? I talk to you guys all the time. I call you on your cell phones. I've never called that landline in 10 years. Never. My mom's like, she just, just the comfort of having it. She just wants to know it's there. Have you ever been at the house when the Hesseltine phone rings and no one answers it? They would never, like your mom. Yes. They're like, never. oh, that's probably. Just a telemarketer. Why are, why are we paying for the phone then? <laughs> It's probably part of the Verizon package. I don't know. <laughs> you guys enjoying this throwback to the 90s? <laughs> I am. You know, I just like, I get so wet for 90s nostalgia. Yeah, I had the lip phone. Nothing more. I had you a red what? lip phone. And I had you this, had one of those. And I had the see-through phone. No, you didn't, right now. How rich were you? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that stuff so much. You did not have the see-through yeah, one. Yeah, both of them. I had different times. I had that. And I got, they're both from Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> I had nothing like that. My dad went and picked one up at I don't know AT and T store. Line. My mom was I, like, "You're right, not going right. to get your own line, so we'll we'll spend twenty dollars on a phone for you." Yeah, you know what? I had this weird, <laughs> weird wave of '90s nostalgia. So during Jared shows, I was I watched the last one, but I was sitting in the green room just hanging out. I watched Mean Girls. I watched Step Brothers. I was eating chicken tenders. You know, like whatever. <laughs> and I just got this weird wave of '90s. Oh, you know what it is? I saw this comedian. He posted a clip, and he was wearing a Nautica shirt, and I was like, Nautica. And I ordered a Nautica shirt. <laughs> like a men's shirt. And it came and it's so ugly. <laughs> it looks like a little boy's. It's like polyester. It's like feels like a weird jersey material. It's so ugly. I and just, I posted on my story. I said I got you a did? weird wave of dynasty nostalgia and I ordered a Nautica shirt. And Lillian responded and goes, oh no. <laughs> In your defense, I see that stuff at Urban Outfitters now. It's like Nautica and Reebok came back. Yeah. Oh, Reebok's back. Tommy we know Hilfiger. the figure. We're about to get some Reebok. We're about to get some? Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Cheech. We are. Cheech. 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 <laughs> that's from old school. The level of aging ourselves today. <laughs> Whatever. We're your moms, okay? That's why we tell you how to live your lives. Okay, so I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable 
but looks really luxury. Uh, so as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles. But the prices is, are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman. And it just passes the savings directly onto you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. We are into this topic. I am so excited about it. I'm really excited. People ask us all the time, can you talk about moving to a new city? And especially like, how do I make friends? Mm -hmm. And you and I have had really different experiences, which we'll talk about, but people want to know, how do I make friends? How do I choose where to live? How do I get a job? You know, dating. How do I get a job? Because we'll a lot too. of people move to a city for a job. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you and I have had really different experiences, which we'll talk about. Um, and I asked Jenny to give us some insights because um, Jenny Jones, our guest from June um, and a good friend of ours. She's more Ashley's friend, but she's my friend now, um, has moved all around. Um, so I asked her for some advice because for me, I have never, I've never relocated since college. So like yeah. I, I moved to New York after college. I've always known this is where I want to live. This is, I felt very sure of it. And yeah. I've never had a moment really until now recently, I've been here for 15 years, um, that I felt like I wanted to sort of like change my life and up and move. And you have, so you, you know, will have much more insights. Well, you know, it's interesting because People are just so different. You know, you are this person who knew you always wanted to live in New York. It was your dream. You did it. You loved it. Still love it, but, you know, really felt like you 100% wanted to be here for 15 fucking years, you know? <laughs> and then there's somebody like Jenny who has lived in three, four, five cities since I've known her. Uh huh. I met Jenny in 2015. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's five cities in seven years. And six cities. Uh, six cities. Yes. Like, a, I know that because she yes. texts me all like, the a, It's a cool way to live. Like, it's, yes. it, and then, you know, I wanted to preface this before we start that not everyone wants to do this. Like, uh, some people want to stay in their hometown forever, and that's mm -hmm. fine. It's all about what makes you happy and like what feeds your soul and what you know is right for you and your gut. I mean, my brother has never not lived in Delaware. I mean, we grew up in Smyrna. He went to school at University of Delaware. He was recruited by colleges all over the country. He wanted to stay close to home. Now he lives at the beach. Like he is so happy. He doesn't want for anything. He's not like having regrets and guilt. Like he has this beautiful life mm -hmm. and that's what he wants. And he wants to be close to family and it's his number one priority. He wants to build a family there. Like, you know, he's traveled a little bit. He'll travel more. He's not this person that's like scared to leave, but he has chosen wholeheartedly to not move to a new city. Yeah. I don't think it's for everybody. I mean, not yeah. everybody has this nomadic spirit. You know, I'm somewhere in between. I mean, I just, yeah, I'm not like place, Jenny, you know, and she has a job that like lends itself also like a lifestyle and a job that lends itself to working anywhere. Not everybody has that path. Right. Yeah. That my, too. my brother moved to Chicago after school and you know he's been there 
the whole time and he goes to an office every day. So not everybody has like the luxury, but I think since COVID, especially people are really reevaluating their lives and they're like, do I even like it here? Uh-huh. And I think it's so brave to even like consider going to live somewhere else. And so many people are like, how do I even choose where to live? And like, what is the first step? Yeah. Um, I knew since I was a little kid, I wanted to live in New York. So I purposely picked a big 10 school in the Midwest um, for college. Cause I was like, I'll live in a big city. I'd like to do the college thing in the yeah. middle of sort of nowhere. So I went to Bloomington and then I wanted to move to New York after college, but I felt like I wasn't ready and I was not financially ready. So I took a year and lived in Pittsburgh. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And I like worked in restaurants and saved money, but like, I didn't know that I was necessarily like emotionally ready to like go live in this like giant, the biggest city, you know? Uh And so I took some time. I saved money. I made sure like, like today I could up and move anywhere I wanted and not think about it as much, but like, it's a huge undertaking and I wanted to make sure I could like pay my rent for a year. So I waited tables and I like really saved up. I think unlike some kids that just move, it's not like something I took lightly, even though I knew I wanted to do it. I like made a financial decision and then I moved here um, one year after college and um, we'll talk about me- meeting friends but like something I did that I'm really like happy I did is I moved in with a roommate who had also just moved to New York so mm-hmm. like it was somebody who was also new to the city so she was my age and she was somebody who like wanted to explore and make friends too Yeah, and I think it's a great way to make friends is get a roommate and make sure it's somebody who like maybe isn't as established because like you'll want to explore together Yeah, and that was really fun for me and she was like a cool girl from Pittsburgh Yeah, um, and that was yeah I've been here ever since <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I went to Clemson, which was an odd choice. I say it all the time. I I don't really know that that was really the best fit for my personality, but I, I don't, I had a great time, you yeah. know, and I, the same with Atlanta. Like I just, I always thought I wanted to live in New York, but I just felt so not ready after college. I was really in denial about leaving college. My two best friends were still there for one more semester. I was really, really depressed. I like had this guy. I mean, I moved to, I did one more summer in Dewey and I worked and I made money and cocktail waitress. I mean, I say that loosely. I was the worst cocktail waitress Dewey Beach has ever seen. <laughs> you know, so I graduated, lived in Dewey for those for the summer and then moved to Atlanta and like was not excited about it. I had one good girlfriend there who helped me move there. But like, I remember my dad dropping me off, bringing my stuff. And like, we went to eat pizza at Fellini's. I lived um, like, on, if you're an Atlanta person, like Hal Mill and Collier, which was not that built up at that time on the West side. And I remember like literally sitting with him and eating pizza and feeling like, I, can I ask him to spend the night? Like I was like, I don't want him to leave. And like, he drove away and I like lost, I lost it. I like sat on the floor of this apartment. I cried my eyes out. I hated it. It like, I just felt like I was, it wasn't my home. I missed college. I was like, just really upset compared to moving to New York on February 1st, 2017, <laughs> barely unpacking a box before Rob and Louisa showed up. They were like, let's go celebrate. And like, I was like, I'm home. Uh-huh. Like, I- I'm home. I'm happy. This is the best day of my life. It's a- one of the best fucking days of my life will be that day. And that's also 22 verse 32, you know, and I made a life in Atlanta. You know, you know, I've said this before, like, I grew up there. I grew into an adult there. I met my best friends. I fell in love. I got Dewey, like all my thing. You know, I started my career. Yeah. So I have so much love for the city, but like, it was not easy. And I went to Clemson as often as I could. And I just felt like it took me so long to find my people. And I think I'm way, way better now at like figuring, I'm, I, I mean, I think no one makes friends better than, than us, but I really, you know, I want to validate it. That's not that easy, especially if you had this college life, like the mm-hmm. transition into adulthood is fucking hard. Yeah. I remember I had that moment too, when I moved to New York and I had committed to living in this city. This is exactly where I wanted to be. I remember driving around in the car, looking around thinking like, I can't believe I made it here. And still, I remember when I first moved to that apartment, it was so shitty. I had a toilet in one of the bedrooms and then the bathroom was in like another part of the apartment. It was disgusting. It was a huge, like a fifth 
floor walk up. I remember sitting on the floor like crying. Like, yeah. what have I done? Yeah. I cannot afford to be here. I don't know what my job trajectory looks like. Getting a job was really tough for me. I moved here in the middle of the market crash. Nobody would hire me. Yeah. I had to wait tables. I was like, did I make the biggest mistake of my life? Yeah. You know? And so even something you're so sure about that is such an adventure you've wanted your whole life, like you will have those days where you sit down on the floor and you are hysterical. And I remember calling my mom and being like, I just want to fast forward a year and just know that it worked yeah. out. I just want to know that I'm okay because like I'm really not okay right now. And I feel like, did I just like, I came here, I had like, I don't know, $20,000. That was the most money I'd ever seen in my life. And I spent that in a heartbeat. Oh my God. I mean, that was why I felt like I couldn't move to New York after college, even though it was this dream I had, was literally the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I moved to Atlanta, I had an unpaid job. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's legal. <laughs> you know, like my parents had to help me out and I, my money that I made at the beach, like I feel like I couldn't do it. And we're not going to make this all about New York, but like, it's just fucking hard. And I mean, again, to move 10 years later and be like, best decision of my life, hands down. Like, mm-hmm. it's so much easier when you're older, you have money, you know, mm-hmm. to start that new life. So it's, it's we're talking to everybody today. We're going to try to cover all the grounds, but like, it is so different depending on where you are in your life. Yes. Um, and I want to read this thing. So I, I asked Jenny, I texted her this morning and I said, you know, we're doing this episode about moving around. Do you have any tips? Because you've been in so many cities. Um, and I do want to talk about like, great cities that I think there are a lot of young people are wonderful. But even for somebody like her who is so wonderful and outgoing and makes friends really easily, she said, um, I would say to have patience and give yourself a year to learn the city, to find the places that you love and where you want to live, to make the friends you want, to find the job. The first year is definitely the hardest. So it takes some people a whole year to like, and it took me years to build the friend group that I wanted, to have the job that I felt secure in, to feel like I had enough money. Like it's Mm -hmm. not easy. Yeah. But if you feel like I am stagnant where I am, I don't like it. I don't, this is not my place. Like I, I love Pittsburgh so much. I feel so happy when I'm home and I always have, but I didn't feel like I belong here long term necessarily. And when I came to New York, I felt like so filled up. I was like, Oh God, I'm home. You know? And if you don't feel like that where you are, like it's very brave to explore it. And I think that everybody should. Yeah, for sure. We're going to go through all the things today. I mean, I think that like, there's a couple things to keep in mind. Like one, you can always go home. You can always go back. You can always, you know, like for me, you know, people would say like, well, you know, Atlanta will always be here. I'm like, I'm never coming back here, but it, w- <laughs> but it will be, you know, also me, for me, it was moving closer to my family, which is why New York, a lot of reasons why it feels like home. I can get in the car. I can be there, but the, the, the place before will always be there. Wherever you're from will always be there. And I think it is like a really good opportunity to kind of leave behind your old self. I'm not saying reinvent yourself, be Anna Delvey, but like you have a clean slate. Yeah. It feels really nice. And yeah. Maybe you're not like sure where to move, or maybe you're not sure like how to do it. But I think so many cities are so great to start over in. And we've seen so many people in Austin and Denver and Portland and some cities that are just not as expensive. They're a little easier and you can take a weekend trip there easily. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage people to like do the stuff that locals do when you go to those cities. Cause like being somewhere for the weekend and partying is not like what you're like. If you come to New York and you were in Times Square all weekend, that's not what you would do if you lived there. Yeah. So like visit these places and do what local people do. Go to local neighborhoods and think like, who would I be if I lived in this place? I think about that all the time when you go to like Austin. I'm like, who would I be if I lived in Austin? Yeah. I mean, we're so lucky now to have so much resources. Like you have to really consider the type of life you want to live and then do all the research. Like talk to people that live in that city. People DM me all the time. Every once in a while, I'll send them back a response. People are like, should I move to Atlanta? I'm like, let's talk about it. You know, like mm-hmm. listen to podcasts. Like do you have podcasters that live in a certain city? I mean, there's podcasters from every city, you know, TikTok, like all this stuff, so many resources where I feel like you can actually know what it's like to live in a place that, like we didn't have when we were leaving college. Uh-huh. For me and you, I think 
roots are really important. I lived in Atlanta for 10 years, you know, I've lived here for five years. Like I am not like Jenny and I say that with love, but like, mm-hmm. if you're like Jenny, she's going to come up a lot and you do <laughs> just want to fucking move on a whim, you can do that too. But uh-huh. if you're a person who was like, I want to leave, I want to go somewhere and I, pr- I want to stay, I want to build a really long-term life. Like really think about the kind of life you want to live. Are you a super like liberal, progressive person? Maybe the South is not for you. Mm-hmm. Also Atlanta's like different. I'm not, I, that's not what I mean, but like, do you, do you want to be the, by the beach? Don't live, move to a landlocked city. That's right. one thing I hated about Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I am a beach person. Do you want to live near the mountains? Do you think that everybody's moving to Denver and that's a hot place to live, but you hate smoking weed and skiing? Then probably don't live in Denver. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You feel like an outsider. Yes. You, not everybody. I'm just saying I would feel a little bit like an outsider because I don't ski, I don't smoke weed, and I'm not trying to hike every weekend. Yeah, you should find a place where your people are. Yes. And you should spend some time. Like I, I know that everybody doesn't have the resources to just like spend every weekend in like Charleston and Denver <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Austin. Yeah. Just take the trip, you know, but I know like, I was, so, I'm thinking of like my old broke self. <laughs> right. Like, yes. I'm trying to think of my old broke self too, um, which was my entire twenties um, and part of my thirties. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think a lot of these cities, you can just go get an Airbnb for a couple of days and stay in a neighborhood where you actually might live and explore that. And I did not, I mean, Airbnb didn't exist when I moved to New York. Um, my step, I mean, I had a weird circumstance. My stepdad's an engineer and did a lot of work in New Jersey. So we had like a condo he stayed at when he worked in New Jersey. So I stayed there for like a month and I'd come into the city like every day and explore and think like what neighborhoods do I like and ultimately I picked a neighborhood in New York City that had a lot of young people that had just graduated from college and it's like really important to like shop around if you can like where'd you live Murray Hill I lived in that Upper East Side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, on like 78th and 2nd, and it was all college bars yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Bars. Like, I I think everywhere you can find young people in New York, but like, I would suggest trying to maybe find like Jenny, <laughs> Jenny every week, uh, every day. Um, Jenny suggested put your stuff in like one of those pods and they'll ship it to you and they'll store it yeah. and then like stay in an Airbnb for two weeks and see what like neighborhoods you like before you commit to something because it, it is, makes a huge difference like living around like young people like the Upper West Side I wouldn't have wanted to move to because it's a lot of families and a yeah. lot of kids and that's not what have been great for me as a 21 year old yeah yeah, I, I think for sure. I mean, of course, like research neighborhoods, ask around, you know, and there's just so many good Facebook groups for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to address it right now. We don't have a Facebook group right now. We used to. We know people met friends that way. It turns a little toxic and maybe one day we'll bring it back with a little bit different intention. So just want to throw it out. I like can't not address it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the good things that came out of it, it does pain me that we don't have that anymore for the people that were utilizing it in the right way. But they are great and they're great for housing too. Like there's a few in New York. There's a few called Gypsy Housing. There's the Gypsy Housing New York. Gypsy Housing. Like I've sent them to people of like finding roommates or finding sublets even. Or you know, I mean, I don't know that the Jenny way again is for for me. I've never really done that. I kind of had a had an apartment, moved Mm -hmm. in. But you can do it whatever feels natural to you. But I think Facebook. I mean. I'm never on Facebook anymore except to like check in on my mom and like like her stuff. But like it is such a great resource for this. And also again, like meeting friends and finding like-minded people in certain like interest groups and stuff like that. I mean, you know, RIP to ours, but people really made friends in there in their in their cities. I know. Listen, guys, we'll we're we'll, gonna work we'll on figure it, it yeah. out. But even if you can sublease, if you have the luxury to do that for a little while, I just I think finding your neighborhood is really important. And like my second home in New York, I moved to Park Slope in Brooklyn. It just like wasn't for me and I wasn't living like the type of life I wanted. And I felt like I'm like living out in like old people, Brooklyn. Like what am I doing here? And I lived there because I was looking at the boyfriend, but it is important to like find your neighborhood and that'll help you find your people. Yeah. Um, 
hire movers if you can afford it. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I, I, I thought we were, oh, we're moving to the dating portion of this. Fuck one of your movers. No, I just, um, movers, I've only hired movers once. No. Listen, if you have black tie moving in your city, hire black tie moving. They're the best. If you're in Delaware, Matt Hasseltine's going to coordinate it. But listen, I'm going to plug them. It's a moving episode and I'm going to plug my brother. So yeah. black tie moving, any say that they have it. But I'm, if you can afford movers, they make it a lot less stressful. Someone said that in the, in the comments. Yeah. So. Also, here's a tip. If you're like, I want a discount on a move, go to any <laughs> Instagram for moving company. Yeah. Roadway is great. Look at their tagged photos. There's a billion influencers that have tagged them and said like for 10% off, do like rain a 10 or whatever, yeah. you know? And so that's how you'll find a discount on moving. But again, if, if you have black tie in your city, they'll roll out the red carpet what for you. Matt Hesseltine showed up to move you? You think people- I'm petitioning to put Matt on the truck. Yeah. That's Matt how- should be the model for the company. <laughs> that's how you know that it's like- a reputable company. He looks like a sturdy man. Who, yeah. You look at Matt, you're like, I want him to move me. He's got me. You're like, I'm not even trying to move, but I'll move if that guy moves me. How inappropriate would I be if like Matt showed up to move me? If I didn't know him, if this like <laughs> six foot seven man showed up to move me, I would spend all my time flirting with him. Also for the record, Matt doesn't really, you know, he's, he runs the branch in Delaware. So he's not hands on as much, but yeah. he's out there. Maybe you'll open your door one day. Matt will be there driving the truck. <laughs> Maybe somebody will call out from work. Okay. So meeting people. <laughs> I want to say something something controversial. No, it's not (laughs) controversial. I think that when you move to a new city, dating is super fun. And I think this is the one time to really be more open with who you date. I'm not saying to like lower the bar, but have fun. Go out with somebody that you're like, that's not my man, but like go out with them and let them take you around. That's how I feel like when I moved to New York, I really wasn't scrutinizing everyone in such a way that I maybe do now because I don't want to waste my time. I'm also a lot busier, but like I went out on so many dates, like guys I met in the wild, guys I met on apps. They took me to so many cool places that I wouldn't have gone to before. And I just got to like meet people and have fun nights out. And like, obviously for the, I've never, so many of them, I never went out with again. And it was some of the most fun times. And I just think like, don't overanalyze and be like, is that my husband? Like when you move to a new city, like just have fun. And also if it's just somebody that you don't really date and there's just a friend vibe, like they could even introduce you to other friends too, like other girlfriends. And that's the thing Jenny said. Jenny's met girlfriends from guys she's gone on dates with. No, I love that. And I I think that I love that you said that because it's the, it's actually the thing you can do day one. Like so many people obviously asked us like, how do I meet people in a new city? This is the thing you could do day one to meet people and look and explore the city. Like you're going to go to all these places. You might not have gone by yourself. You're going to meet new people. Yeah, probably 99% of them, you're not going to date long-term, but you can meet their friends. You can meet them. You can watch Sunday football with them. Like it's the instantaneous thing you could do to meet people. Like I think people get to a new city and they're like, I'm so lonely. You have every man in the city at your fingertips on an app right now. You can go. And they can smell the fresh meat. Like, you know, you have that energy about you when you move to a new city. But also listen, if you're like dating fucks me up and it puts me in a bad place and then don't, you know, just walk around, do your hot girl walks, get to know the neighborhoods, try to Mm -hmm. make girlfriends first. Like know yourself first. It's whatever's going to work best for you. But I think it's a great way to see a city, get to know people. and, And you know, you always can meet people that like, you know, you both have that mutual, like, I don't really see this going anywhere, but we could be friends. They come, like you said, invite you to watch football. They might have girlfriends for you, guy friends for you. Mm-hmm. Like you could make friends that way. And like, I just have to shout out Bumble BFF because um, we did ask on Instagram and so many of you guys said it. And that is not the thing that I have done, but I- I've heard some success stories, but I've heard various things about it in our comments. When we post on Instagram, people said like, I've met legitimate so many friends on this. So let's just plug it. 
Yeah, I think it's really like normal. Everybody wants to make friends and don't be afraid to do stuff alone. If you do get to a new city and you're like, dating's not for me, I don't have any friends, I feel really lonely. Like it's a new city. It's the perfect time to go to a museum, go to a park, explore the city. No one's looking at you. I can't, I love doing things alone. I love it. I love to go to movies alone. I love to go to art exhibits alone. I think it's such a blast. And like, what a nice time to just explore a city anonymously. You don't know anybody. If you're like, when if somebody sees me, no one knows you. No so one cares. it doesn't matter. No one fucking cares about you. And I think it is the sex thing in the world when I see a man or a woman doing something by themselves like eating alone like because you just did that for you and it's like very confident and sexy and just take a book and go read somewhere like you don't ever have to be lonely I also really enjoy my own company I like being alone but I think it's a sexy thing to do and it's the perfect time to go explore a city I will say I went to this event last week and we were supposed to go together and (laughs) Raina didn't go and I am so glad, no offense, that I went alone uh-huh. because I was forced to meet people. I mean, I'm not scared to do this, by the way. This wasn't, I, but I didn't really want to. Like, I didn't really love the idea of going alone. I like wanted to go with you. You just like weren't feeling well. But like the people that I met because I was there alone, I can't, like I was telling Kate everyone I met at this thing and she was like, are you kidding me? Like we have a meeting with someone tomorrow. I found a dermatologist. I was like, met the whole team of Snapchat. I was like telling them all these funny stories. Uh-huh. And it just wouldn't have happened if I... Would have been there with somebody. Well, you and I met on a trip because Jeremy didn't come. Yes. And I would have, I always say I would have sat in a corner with him and just talked to him and I would not have prioritized talking to you. I wouldn't have stayed up with you that whole night. Like, I don't even know if Jeremy had made it on that flight if we would have this podcast. I know. Like, I feel the same way. Like, I was like, I don't know that I would have met these people that now are probably going to be really beneficial to this business if I would have been there with you. And you and I would just be like talking shit and like having Uh drinks and, you know, like I wouldn't have had to do it. And I think that like every single time you do something that feels uh, even the slightest bit out of your comfort zone, the slightest bit scared to do, you have growth from it and you build character and you become a more dynamic person. Even if it's the smallest little thing, I'm not a person that's like, do something that scares you every day. I think there's also a lot to be said for being comfortable and happy and content. But when you do that stuff, when you really do stretch your limits and your boundaries and get outside your comfort zone, it's so rewarding and just do it. I completely agree. And to like tag on to what you're saying, we gave this advice like after a breakup, like what do you do to start getting back out there? And I give the same advice, like how to meet people in a new city. Just say yes. Say yes to literally everything. If it's uncomfortable, if it's weird. If you get some kind of invite in your email, it's some like promotional thing for some event, just go. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're bored or it's a little awkward and you leave mm-hmm. and you bar- you wasted an outfit you can wear some other night. Like you just have to say yes to everything. I think about the things I said yes to when I moved to New York because I just like wanted friends. It was like the dumbest shit on earth. It was stuff that was not fun for me. Like I wouldn't have like sought it out as an activity, but I met so many friends of friends and people that I'm like friends with till today. And I went to like so many events that I was like, what am I even doing here? But you meet so many people and the worst thing in the world is you have kind of a boring night. You go home, you eat a bag of chips on the couch. Yeah. And any event that has any sort of like networking vibe people are going there to meet people. That's mm-hmm. the point. So, I mean, I think not all events are created equal. And, you know, Rain and I, we went to a fucking birthday party where we felt like everybody was like super in their own circle <laughs> and didn't want to fucking talk to us. We're like, this sucks. And we left. Um, <laughs> but we like, I think, you know, dress cute, go get a blowout, wear a red lip, like put something on that also might have someone compliment you. I mean, that, you know, we women love to do this. Like carry a crazy bag, you know, just do something that's going to make somebody like, oh, I really like your whatever. And like do the same. I mean, this is how women bond. We're like, oh my God, that lipstick. Like, oh my God, you're Oh my God, your bag. Oh my God. Like your crazy shoes, like get yourself to a place where you're feeling yourself. Again, this isn't a thing like you have to have a bunch of money. Like you can just feel yourself 
in like a great contour or whatever, a great pair of shoes, I think, and go out and just gas yourself up and walk into a room like feeling confident. I know that this isn't easy for everybody. I'm coming from a place of someone that is extroverted and outgoing. Mm -hmm. So I want to validate that. But I I think just like gas yourself up and do it like you would before a date is like going and doing something alone. Mm -hmm. Everybody is, I mean, not you, but everybody else is a little insecure at their core. And... We all have insecurities. Um, everybody feels awkward in these situations and everybody feels like, I don't know, is this weird? It's not weird. I would actually think it was like pretty cool if somebody walked up to me and was like, I don't know anybody this event. Like, can we like chat and be friends? Hi, I'm yes. so like, I would think that was so cool and confident. I would be like, I want to get to know this girl. But I also, I didn't walk into that room of what I thought were virtual strangers except for the host and think like, I'm going to dominate this party. Like <laughs> I walked in and and I felt really good. I wore a really cute outfit and I beelined to the bar to get a drink. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to kind of loosen up and then meet someone at the bar. And then immediately like I saw her, she introduced me to someone and then it went from there. So I got to be clear that like I have those insecurities too. Yeah. And everybody- But I do around. affirmations. What do you say? I'm, we can talk about another week because I've been really doing these affirmations. You have? I've been doing a lot of self-talk. In the mirror every day. Not in the mirror. I just say what are you talking to about? myself. What do you say? I'm not, I, it's embarrassing. I mean, it's not embarrassing, but like I I've been sh- doing it before stand up. I started doing it in LA. Do you remember an hour ago when I said I shit my pants twice today? I'll talk about my affirmations next week. Okay. Right, but fine. I've been doing a thing. <laughs> Who told you to do this? Cause you're becoming more LA. I Did just started doing it. It's been helping. <laughs> Love you won't tell me. When I went the first show of Jared, I was like, I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm going to stay on the hallway and do my affirmations. <laughs> 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 like, oh my God. But I, I also think like when you meet someone at these events, social media, the, most, the best thing about it is like we have the DMs, we have, you know, kind of used to be the Facebook message. Now it's like the DM, like you really can connect with people and be like, so nice to meet you last night. We should grab a drink sometime. I mean, the woman that invited me to that event that I went to last week, I met her at another thing. I met her in SNL. And we just connected on Instagram. We followed each other for like a year before she invited me to a thing. It's been a long game. You know, back in the day, you had to like get someone's phone number. Like it's so easy now. Like women, I feel like we're so much better at this. I think than men of like connecting with somebody and be like, oh my gosh, I really like you. And like DMing. And sometimes you are going to get rejected and it's going to really fucking hurt. I think it hurts worse mm-hmm. when a, somebody gr- a potential like girlfriend, you. Yeah. you know, doesn't want to be your friend, but it's happened to the best of us. I just don't think anything's weird. I think it's so flattering when I meet somebody at a party and they like, reach out to me after and they're like do you want to be friends we met all these girls at the bachelorette party I'm like texting with them like yeah I think it's so nice to be like let's exchange numbers and hang out also nothing is weird put on your Instagram story I'm moving to Denver does anybody know people there that I would love it's to connect to it's not weird to? at all like I've, I met so many friends of friends when I moved to New York and I'm not friends with everybody but like the more people you can meet and expand the circle and meet their friends like the easier it is and I that's how I met a lot of people when I first moved to New York was like I just tried to like hang out with friends of friends yeah. who like knew somebody who had moved to New York and like, or some of my girlfriend's sisters lived here and I hung out with them. They didn't end up being my best friend, but I met people through that and nothing is weird. I know. I mean, a couple things on that. I've introduced Kate to my friend Anushka who's moved to LA and now they're friends and I do get a little friend jealousy and everybody knows this about me. But also, I mean, I've said this before and this was kind of a bold thing that I did. And listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I, well, money aside, I don't know that I would have done this in my twenties. I don't know if I would have like had the balls to do it, but I did that 
Hampton share house with all strangers. And it was a friend of a friend who invited me and I knew nobody. And I showed up alone weekend one about to spend a weekend with strangers, knew nobody. I hadn't ever even met the girl, the friend of the friend. And her and I didn't really ever hit it off, but like that's how I met Meryl, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and Sydney. And so I met these lifelong friends I think it's really brave. I know all these things are easier said than done. It is hard. It's annoying. It's it's tough to go yeah. to a party by yourself, to go to a share house by yourself, to put on your Instagram story and say like, I need friends in a new city. Like all those things are hard and I know that they're annoying, but like if you do a little bit of work now in the long run, you will be happier. Like it pays off mm-hmm. so much to just like put yourself in these uncomfortable situations. Yeah, it sucks. I don't want to get dressed and go to events all the time, but like if it means that in the long run, you'll make better friends, like just do it. I love that you said that. Yeah. It's, yeah, no one's like, it's not fun. Yeah. And you're probably going to go on friend dates with people you don't like, Mm -hmm. you know? But again, also, there could be more behind them that you would vibe with. And like we said, the Facebook groups, but just think about what you like to do and find where those like minded people are meeting up. If you're really political, I think canvassing and all that type of stuff is like such a great place to meet people that automatically the conversation's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People that are passionate about a pol- politics or charity stuff is really good, like volunteering, all that kind of stuff. I mean, people meet friends at our shows all the time. It's like the greatest honor that someone would come alone and meet friends at the show. I mean, that type of scene, you know, a, a live show like ours or really any anything. I mean, people know that you're... They're going to be nice to you. You like the same shit. Mm -hmm. You know, sports leagues, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're like-minded. We don't have the Facebook group anymore, but I know that there are tons of Facebook groups for Girls Gotta Eat meetups in different cities. If you like a show and you're like, I wonder if anybody else is like-minded to me, go look for the meetup groups for those Facebook on Facebook. Um, Meetup.com is great also. I know it's like kind of a throwback, but like they have thousands and thousands of meetups in every city and it's for exercise, it's for cooking, it's for books, it's for whatever. Like that is what, it's, it's an incredible company. It's a great resource and whatever, you'll go to a book event. Maybe it's not like the best book in the world or something you want to cook necessarily, but like you will meet people. I went to culinary school after my ex and I broke up. I have that on my list. Oh, you do? Go to culinary school? Or like a class or like an improv class or Uh the shit that people do alone. The thing that people do alone that you also are encouraged to talk at. So like culinary school, I went on the weekends at the Institute of Culinary Education, Saturdays and Sundays, and you are encouraged to chat with people. I wasn't, it wasn't people that were going long-term. It was just like more of a hobbyist thing, but I met so many girls my age there. It was great. Yeah. And you had asked me, you asked me earlier, you were so cute. You were like, do people meet at workout classes? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that if you are into fitness, which I'm passionate about fitness and, and different workouts and stuff, A, just going to different ones in different parts of the town is great. So like in New York, you could be like, I actually just kind of want to spend the afternoon on the Upper East Side today. You would go do like the yoga class up there. So A, I think that's a great way to see a city and just explore and do different stuff and like be active. But yeah, I mean, some of them are more social than others. I mean, I, I was said like when I, the old flywheel and Buckhead, like it was like social hour after every class. I mean, Bobby Westside does these classes here where people hang afterwards Mm -hmm. and get to know each other. Obviously you're all like-minded. So not everyone is like that. Like especially in New York, you get a lot. It's like get in, get out. It's a small space, you know, COVID changed things too, but certainly there are definitely places where it's hang afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I met Lillian at a workout class, so, you know, that, that works too. But aside from it, it's just about like getting out. I mean, when I, I loved coming to New York and using class pass and just like, because fitness is a big part of my life, seeing, finding my, what I like to do and like finding the yoga studio that I liked and stuff like that. And I think that just 
again, walking around different neighborhoods, but whatever neighborhood that you do choose, like really getting to know it and ingraining yourself in it and like finding your coffee shop, finding your sandwich shop, finding your smoothie place, finding your yoga, whatever it is. And then talking to the people there, because I think what makes you really feel at home and like a place is home and you're part of the community is like, the person at the coffee shop does know what you like. You know, they do know your mm-hmm. name. You know, they know a little bit about you. I'm not saying like harass someone when they're trying to make your latte, but like really being ingrained in the community, a lot of that is like moving to a place and being like, all right, today I'm going to find my dry cleaner. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. me and my dry cleaner, we are girls. She calls me on the phone. Like I, I love her so much. And like the same with going to like the Boris and like Boris and Horton, the coffee shop, they know who I am and they know Azul and they, they knew the Dewey. Podcast, and yeah. yeah, so it's just stuff like that. Like, it can be so overwhelming to be like, I don't have my stuff here. Like, Mm -hmm. where do I do this thing? And I think that's like part of it is finding all that because that makes it feel more like home. The repetition stuff is really good because you'll start to see the other people that go there a lot as well. Yes, yeah. So I like the idea of doing stuff like a cooking class or like a work class where you are encouraged to talk to each other. But like other stuff, like if you go to the same coffee shop every day, like I see the same people at Boris every day. Yeah. And it's like so easy to say to somebody like, fancy seeing you here again, you know? And it's it's cheesy, but it's like the repetition, you just, you see the same people and over and over again. And I encourage you if you like have a work from home situation, like yeah. do not work from home, go to a coffee shop. Like I, I know a lot of these things are cost prohibitive, but like going to work at a coffee shop is not buy a cup of coffee, sit there all day long. And like, you'll see other people and say hello to somebody. Like I would love it if I'm at a coffee shop. It's like my dream. I know. And I just think like get out of the house as much as possible. And eventually you'll build a life and you can work at home and never leave the house. <laughs> yeah. And get a dog. It's on my list too. Get a dog. I mean, listen, if you don't, don't get a dog, if you're not ready for a dog, like, let's be clear. <laughs> don't get a dog that is, that you think could ever be temporary. You know, like, I think it's a, it's a lifelong, their lifelong commitment, yeah. but you know, I've met friends. I'm seeing my friend tonight, Alexis. I'm going to her place and we met at the dog park, just straight up, just sitting on the bench talking yep. about our dogs. I've met so many people. You can meet, you know, romantic partners that way too, but you already have something in common. I've never not been at the dog park when it's like, who's your dog? What's he, what is, you know, you talk to fucking everybody. I was there for an hour on Sunday. I don't even have a dog, <laughs> <laughs> but even just, you could foster. And yeah. that's a great way to, to know people too. Or again, like go volunteer at a shelter and, and that you can meet people that way too. But the dog is a great connector. I, I went with Lindsay and her dog, Hank, and you always meet people. There's always hot guys there. You got to go to the big dog park, though, if you want to meet guys. <laughs> Small dog park if you want to meet girlfriends. <laughs> well, I can't relate. We're always at the big park. Yeah, so I'm saying, because you're, you're there to meet guys. Yeah, you true. have all the friends I have all that you my need. I don't need anymore. No um, so most, of these, most of these tips are obviously if you're moving by yourself. But if you move with a partner, I do think it can be hard to make friends, especially if like your partner already lives there, they've established their life there and like they have their friends and you're moving there to be with somebody. You're not moving there together. Cause like oh, they're yeah. not in like, let me restart my life again mode. They're in like, I have a life mode. Uh-huh. So my sister-in-law moved to Chicago to live with my brother after years of dating long distance. And um, she did something that at the time I thought was fucking crazy, but like, I think it was really smart. She refused to live with him. She lived like 10, like a 10 minute walk from him. And she was just like, I don't, I mean, part of it was that she just didn't want to live with somebody she wasn't engaged to and that's her boundary. But like, I think it really created, like it forced her to go to workout classes and make friends and not make his life her entire life. And yeah. not everybody can do that financially. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, she's an engineer, she's financially stable, but she lived by herself and not with my brother. And it just, it forced her to like make friends and go out more. And for sure, I think it's like really amazing and I'm glad that she like took that step because she was able to like build her own life outside of Arlen um, which I think is was really cool and smart I thought it was nuts at the time but now I'm like that's really great for sure I, I mean I had a friend that I remember she moved to a city with like where her now husband already lives and 
she was like miserable. Like he had all his, and he was trying his best to like set her up with like his friends, girlfriends, his friends, wives mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is nice. And like what, sh- which someone should do for you yeah. if they have more of a grasp on the city than you do. And you're like the new kid, but yeah, that can be really tough too. Yeah. Some people are also like, there's no fucking way I'm not living with my boyfriend. Like my, my other best friend, like moved to Miami with her boyfriend. Obviously she moved in with him, but he and her have like a great group of friends and she was able to like seamlessly fit into that. But not everybody has that luxury, you know, that like their boyfriend has so many friends and that you can meet all these people. Yeah. And it can, I think be easy. I've seen a lot of people move to a new city with for their boyfriend and become really miserable. Yes. It's, it's pretty common. I think to feel like you have this whole life there and I don't, I don't even know how I fit into this. Right. And yeah. So yeah, if you can like get a roommate and live close to your boyfriend and you're young and, and date like for a little, date for a little longer, you know? Yeah. And I think don't beat yourself up if you feel sad. <laughs> like I, I, I moved here acclimated quicker than anyone could because I had friends here already. Rob was here. You know, I had my, my mm-hmm. big brother basically here and had already been here so much, spent so much time here. Like it was like already my second home when I moved here and I, you know, so it was really easy, but I still remember maybe like a month or two in you know, obviously prior to meeting you, prior to meeting Meryl, Jackie, like all my, you know, Anushka, my friends that I became really close with, I'd only had like, you know, a handful of friends and I was walking around during the day and then day kind of started to turn to night and I was in the Lower East Side and I just like, I have no plans tonight. It was a Saturday night. The weather was nice. Like Rob was out of town. My other friends that lived here had plans and I felt like really sad. In that moment, it didn't feel like home. And luckily I had Dewey and I just watched a movie with Dewey or whatever, but I had this feeling of like, I want to be out. Like I want, it's Saturday night. Like it was winter and it was It was nice outside. People are on the streets, like the energy of New York. And I'm like, I'm alone. And listen, I didn't go and do something alone. I didn't. I, I sat at home is what I did and mm-hmm. I felt sorry for myself and we all have those moments and it's okay and I weirdly will never forget that because I was like I don't like this feeling and it will pass and I will make more friends and I will feel like I belong here more I'm still so new so we just are going to have those moments and even the most secure confident bad bitches <laughs> will be sat on the couch and not go out and do something out of your comfort zone I stayed in my comfort zone I felt sorry for myself yeah but none of this stuff is easy. It's expensive. It's a pain in the ass. It's scary. And I remember when my fiance and I broke up, it was like, I, when I moved to New York, I had just back-to-back-to-back relationships. I had three guys back-to-back. I lived with two of them. I had girlfriends, but I didn't prioritize making as many girlfriends. And I worked in restaurants for a long time, so I had a weird schedule. So mm-hmm. when my fiance left me, I spent so many weekends by myself being like, I don't have friends. I don't know how uh-huh. to make friends. I don't have all these hobbies and activities. And like... I like reinvented my life and it was like moving to a new city because like uh-huh. I had to do all those things now. I had to figure out how to travel. What are my interests? I don't even fucking know what they are. I don't have a boyfriend. Like how do I date? How do I make friends? Like I had to do all that and I had so many nights where I sat at home like by myself crying. Like am I just like a loser? Does nobody like right. me? Right. Yeah, you feel like a loser. <laughs> you feel like really lonely and like low and we've all been there and it just it just does get better with a little bit of effort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, like I was like, I don't want to feel like this again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, let that be your motivator. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, good luck on your journeys in life. Um, <laughs> as well, which wishes you the best of luck in finding your dog if you don't have one. And, Rain, I feel like you're really 
like feeling him lately. I just, I went to this party on Saturday night. It was at Bobby's house, uh, Bobby Westside, <laughs> and it was his birthday. And I like really wasn't feeling well. I had like a drink and I started to like feel like really sick. And I like walked into the bedroom where Azul was there because Bobby was taking care of him. And I just felt so happy to oh see him. Oh my gosh. Him. I know. I was in Denver and I was like, right in house, Azul. Like you were at the party with Azul and I wasn't there. Oh, I know he loves you, Aunt Raina. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. And you know where to find everything you need. New, hot merchandise and uh, tickets to our shows at girlsgoteatpodcast.com. Of course, sign up for the newsletter. You get all the tea there first. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at girlsgoteatpodcast. I am Ash Hess on all the things, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Raina is Raina.Greenberg. We are girls underscore gotta eat on Twitter. And that's it. We'll see you next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.